Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping Andor episode four and full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, I would get out of here. And here's a man that I stole from his planet and paid 200,000 credits to to come on this podcast. It's my good friend, Lee. Lee, how's it going? Very good, man. And I will wait until those credits get into my bank account. I'm still waiting. Uh, yeah. yeah, you had uh, a car wreck this week, so I think you need them, right? Oh, <laughs> God. No one can drive. I yeah. tell you what. Uh, so when you messaged me, I was like, thank you. I, You wouldn't believe the day I've just had. <laughs> oh. Lee, um, so excited to get to talk to this, uh, this out with you. I want to give you the chance. To, this is your first time here, so... Uh, I want you to be able to introduce yourself to our audience and tell them about you and, I don't know, your love for Star Wars and all that. Uh, so uh, I'm Lee. I'm from Wise Cameron, and uh, we do something similar to you guys. We talk about movies, TV shows, and video games, uh, which was completely born out of being locked in COVID and having couldn't go anywhere. I'm like, well, I'm going to start a podcast. i got nothing else to do except for drink and eat. Um, and S Star Wars... Star Wars for me is one of those uh, franchises similar like Indiana Jones. Like you watched it on a Saturday night and I just fell in love with the characters, the adventure and the fact that, you know, it wasn't, it was something different. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a crime drama or it wasn't a war film. It wasn't something that I had already been told. It was something fresh, new, and every stick you pick up was a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I definitely relate to that on the on the playground. Uh, so uh, I want to get to your takes, though. Uh, we are four episodes into Andor here. Um, how is it weighing up to like all the other Star Wars shows? What I found uh, with Star Wars Andor, which I'm enjoying so far about it, is the same reason why I think Rogue One is one of the best Star Wars films. I'm finding it so gritty, dark. And, you know, obviously when you have a Mandalorian, you've got a hero. You know, you've got the guy who's going to save the day, but, you know, we're not looking at a true hero. We're, you know, nothing is good at the moment. Everything's sad. The Empire is just ruthless. And they're conveying that in the show for me so well. So it's been very refreshing because obviously we've got, we got Obi-Wan Kenobi, which, you know, we got Obi-Wan back. We're Hayden Christian, completely different. But this is just like ground level, street level, seeing how everything is and it's a great perspective um that i'm enjoying a lot which is why i liked rogue one is to me out of all of star wars that's the only film that's actually a war film yeah yeah no i i totally agree with that um i have a very weird complaint about this show and, I, and i'm curious to see if 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 you're gonna like it um yeah. where the hell are the aliens there's no aliens in this show like there's no chewbacca there's no uh uh, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, like in this episode, we get to like meet the team. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like a really fun group of eclectic characters. Maybe there's a droid. Maybe there's like, but there it's just a bunch of humans. You know, I don't know. I like the aliens. You're right, actually. I didn't notice that there isn't really, we got, we got one alien in episode three that was working behind the counter, but you're right. There's no alien characters, yeah. which you're right. That's weird. Cause obviously you look at any Star Wars film, there's at least one person, the main crew, that's not human. Yeah, yeah. Weird complaint. But th that's just one where I'm oh. like, if they could get there, if they could just, you know, throw a, 
throw a Twi'lek in there or something, and uh, we'll call it a day. But yeah, it is what it is. I, other than that, though, <laughs> yeah, anything. Uh, I've, I actually have really enjoyed this uh, show. I think it's really incredible. I mean, this episode just had so many. The dialogue in this episode, man, I can't. There were there were points where I had to pause and rewind to like fully comprehend what someone was saying because it was like it was coded in like big words number one but also like star wars words that like mean a lot and i'm like i really have to dissect this line and like that's something actually that's a feeling i haven't gotten from anything besides like rick and morty like those are like those types of like that type of writing which is just like so packed full and meaningful um that's what i love about this show so much man it's like the characters how they speak it's just i love it it's i fully agree i fully agree with you because like you look at Rick and Morty, you just, even one line from Rick Sanchez, and you're like, I have to go look this up. I have to look into this because one word, because like they're talking about in Star Wars, they mentioned a planet, or they mentioned something that's happened, and there's so much lore to it. You're like, oh, I want to know what that battle was, or what was that war, you know? And you want to look back into it and actually make sense um, of it all. Because you got to remember, like, this is obviously after Obi Wan Kenobi, the, it's like, what, 20. 20 years or 30 years, obviously. Yeah, oh, no. Like Forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing. I kind of get lost in the timeline, even as like big of a Star Wars fan as I am. I like, like, have to like think. Like, uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, let's dive into the episode here. We'll go scene by scene. And obviously we start out here with Luthan and Andor. Picks up right where, right where the last episode uh, uh, left off. They are flying off planet. Um, and there's a lot of conversation here. Again, this was like, Mm. just like full of like backstory and all good, all kinds of good stuff. But I think the big point here is, you know, Luthen is, he did not come for the star path unit. He came for Andor. He's got a plan. He's got a team. He's got pay, uh, uh, some pay for him. And, uh, he's trying to recruit him. I, I, it was interesting. I found it interesting. The fact that he is actually, like I wanted him to say, because he didn't really say the rebellion. They were talk- they mentioned other words of like resistance and everything, but they don't actually say you know the rebellion. But Luther, it's it's, it's funny because every time I see him, Stars uh, Guard, I think that's how he's been. I automatically yeah. think wait for him to tell you this is how the universe works. We need to find Thor, you know, portal <laughs> into universe. Like that's what I wait for him to say. Right. Um, but obviously, for everyone else, everyone thinks of him in June, covered in all that black goo. Uh, but it's interesting that he came for and Andor, like he was the actual package. Because I was thinking that device he was showing in the last episode, I thought that was going to be the really important thing. But obviously, no, it's going to be Andor because we all remember this is set five years before Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot a lot uh, to be uncovered here, and. Um, so one of the one of the interesting things that uh, again like they're just like throwing things out and I'm like I don't know what that means let me wi- let me Wikipedia this uh, but he mentions uh, uh, fighting on Memban and that is the fight that we see in the start of Solo uh, when when Han Solo is with the Empire um, and that's like kind of like you know you mentioned Rogue One is like really the war movie that scene was like it really captured like a war movie for me so it's interesting and he and he talks about how very few people survive from that i don't know does he know han solo i don't uh, i have no idea well no cuz he was only a cook wasn't he but i same same thing i looked that up straight away as well i'm like that sounds familiar 
and as soon as I saw the connection to Han Solo, which eh, uh, <laughs> that's the fact that these where these characters are lined up, so it makes that you know where everyone's situated. But yeah, he finds out he's, he was just a cook. Yeah. But he knows Luthen knows so much about a guy that's completely been taken off planet from his original planet to this situation. Right. So, uh, yeah, interesting stuff here. Um, another, you know, another big callback here in the next scene. We're going to Coruscant, man. I'm, I love Coruscant. Anytime we can get there, I love it. Yes. But yeah, I know you got you got to admit to me the CGI so far in. So far, episode four, seeing Coruscant, like, you gotta agree it's on point, this, isn't it? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like Coruscant kind of like, I mean, obviously Coruscant isn't in the original trilogy. Like, we don't know, like, really, like, what goes on in Coruscant. Like, this is the first time that we even figured out that, like, you know, the Empire is stationed at it. Like, they completely took it over. Like, uh, and like, you know, I guess that's kind of obvious, but we haven't seen it until now. And I think that's really cool. Hmm. You're right. We're actually seeing the government side of things, not going, here's Coruscant. Here's another yeah. planet. Here's another planet. But, you know, I, I really like seeing, like, we're seeing more aspect of how the Empire actually worked on the different levels between the security and the empire and then, you know, Darth Vader empire and so far you seeing the breakdown. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to get this side of it. We're, we're going to the Imperial Imperial security bureau. Um, and this is interesting. This is like, uh, I guess they're in charge of like, you know, any security risk in all of the galaxy. And mm. uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And they're very much on the toes of what's going on with uh, Andor. So it's going to be interesting to track this side of the story. Yes. And it's, um, we, I mean, we get introduced to, uh, what was it? What was, what was it, the girl's name? Uh, uh, Debra. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which kind of know if she's friend or foe, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because she's very invested in like the Starpath unit, um, and then the, this other guy, I have his name's Blevin. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting to kind of track their story and what's going on there. There's like kind of like uh, I don't know a pull and tug of power between the two of them, mm. and like they and they're also kind of like there's this, I, I definitely don't know the other guy's name, like the older man, the leader in this room. No, uh, <laughs> but they're like definitely like trying to suck up to him, and I, I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I, it's just seeing this. I keep keeping my mind the fact that these are this season's twelve episodes. So everything we're getting now, like we we might not see the any connection for at least another six or seven episodes in. Right, and it's kind of weird because this really does. Like we're finally like four episodes in. Um, we're finally kind of like getting to the plot in this episode. Like there was a lot of yeah. setup in this first three. They were good, mm. but. I feel like now we're finally getting to the point and uh, yeah. So mm. this is cool. I like a lot of this. Did you find, did you find a curiosity? Did you find episode one just that little bit slow? It, I will say it was a good choice to drop all three episodes because, you know, it, I didn't like, I, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to answer. I feel like I would have disliked a lot more if I'd watched it on its own, but the fact that I could just go straight to episode two, it almost blended together for me. So. Yeah, I think I I wouldn't say episode one is the pilot. Those three, that is that is the pilot that for going into this. Yeah. So sure. you're they could have not just started with episode one. That would have I don't know how that really would have gone down. 
it, it's very much structured like a modern Star Wars movie, though, this show, because those first three episodes, it's very much like the act one of the movie. You're getting introduced to the characters. Um, I, I could even compare it to like Solo, where like like we mentioned, there's like his whole backstory. And then he like meets up with um, he meets up with this crew and, uh, you know, they do their heist. And that's kind of the point of the story we're at now is kind of like it's not the big main event, but we are prepping for this big uh, heist. So, yes. And funny enough, I have to give props to you because episode two, uh, Andor's mother, I was looking at her going, you look so familiar. Why? And I didn't, I forgot to look at IMDb and later I'm like, that's right. You're the, you're the uh, evil stepmother from Harry Potter. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. looking at her going, you, where are you from? <laughs> I was like, yeah. why does it make sense to the fact that you've kidnapped another child? And there's a lot of people in this episode that I've seen in other things. Some of the new characters we meet, uh, we'll get to them. Um, but just to close out some of the story here, you know, yeah. they're talking about um, all kinds of stuff. They're talking to kind of explain a lot of this is like explaining what they do. And he, he kind of uh, compares it to healthcare and stomping out germs, which I yeah. thought was a cool. Not security. Yeah. He was like, you know, you could send the Navy, you could send the military, that's security. We're not, we're a healthcare system. And I, same thing. I thought, okay, that's in an interesting take on yeah. what you do. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a cool way to look at it, though. Like if if the galaxy is like the human body and the rebellion would be like a disease to them, they got to they got to get in there and take it out. So, um, yeah, yeah th so that all that we are left with another interesting little uh, comment here. One of the guys talks about an increase of construction equipment to Scarif, which Scarif is the planet from Rogue One. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just cute little tie in. So, yeah. Um, so we'll go back to Andor here. Andor has shaped his beard, um, and he comes up with a nickname. He has come up with a nickname here, uh, <laughs> and he picks Clem. Do you know why he picked Clem? No. Clem was the name of his adopted father that picked him up on that ship. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't either, to be fair. I saw that online. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I was like, wow, that's... that's very creative, Clem. <laughs> it's like, what are you gonna be? I'm George Todd. Yeah, just... I was ready. I was ready to make fun of that because I was like, why did he just have this name? Like, he just okay, Clem. I'm like, that's like the most random name ever. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, uh, uh, Luthen here, he gives him a Kyber crystal, and this is kind of like his like down payment, I guess, uh, to do the job. Which this is very interesting. What do you make yes. of this? I, as soon as he pulled it out, I thought, shit, that's a, I was like, that's a carbon crystal. And I was like, where, like, and then instantly I'm like, what's your background? Like what? Because obviously Luthen is a new character in the Star Wars lore and everything. So I'm like, what is your background? Which we'll get into with it. It gets even more interesting as the episode progresses. But the fact he's got a blue carbon crystal, which he talks about a war. Was it a war? Uh, he mentioned the fact where he got it from, which even that you go to Wikipedia, even that has a giant story to it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this episode that like, it's alluding to things that I don't even understand. Like uh, it's like just really deep lore stuff here. So yeah. uh, it's very interesting. What do you, what are the odds? Is, could he be a Jedi? 
I would say I'd say he's not a Jedi, but I'd say he's been around Jedi. I said he I would say he's either been right next to him, worked with him, he knows how they work, how important a Kyber crystal is. I'd say he knows all of that, but he doesn't have the powers. And he's been like maybe like an assistant or lackey the whole time. And beyond you for all you know, he's he a guy who used to work for was a Jedi. He died, and that's why he's done all this. Yeah, I saw some people talking online about that. Um, and my thing was like, I don't know that he would be working where he works if he was a Jedi. I don't think he could get away with it, you know. Um, no. I don't think there are that many surviving Jedi. So if you're like, if you're on the same planet where the Jedi's were, then it's probably probably not a great hiding spot. <laughs> so um, no, hey, it's a great hiding spot for the Sith, though. Just you know, how does no one find you? Just sit with all the Jedi. That's simple. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So okay. So we get. Uh. This is where our, another our a new character shows up here. Her name is Val. She's walking up. She's got her hood on, and uh. You know, it was very mysterious the way she came up with it. Like couldn't see who it was. I was like, oh my god, is this somebody we know? <laughs> but uh, oh, I thought that too. I was yeah. like, is it gonna be someone we know? And I thought she, would she be an alien? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, no, no aliens for whatever reason. Um, I thought it could be um, Cal from Fallen Order because he's he's got the ponchos. I was like, look, it could have been. Um, yeah. I'm really curious to see if he is going to make an appearance. Um, I'm sure it won't take long, but it, that would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, there's that. And, and this is kind of the weird thing to me is like, you know, uh, Luthen prepares Andor. He's like, look, she's not going to be happy about this. And nobody's happy about it. like that. That's the theme of the episode. Nobody mm -hmm. wants Andor there. And it's just so yeah. weird to me that Luthen is pushing Andor this much. Right. Like he yeah. knows that, like, you know, Val's not going to want him. The rest of the crew is not going to want him. But he does it anyways. It's like, why did you go through all this trouble to get somebody that they don't even want? That's because you know, from what he sounds like, he doesn't think the mission's going to go ahead. But the thing is, like, what what connection does he have with this group? The fact that she, he's got this much power. Yeah, and jumping ahead a little bit, but like as they're walking back to their camp, Val is like, "Do not talk about this guy. Do not. He doesn't exist. It's me. This was my idea." And I'm like, "That's really weird to me. Like that. Like." And I guess it's just because he's trying to hide his identity. He's kind of undercover, mm. but I don't know. I think there's just more to this guy, man. Yeah. It. Neither am I. And yeah, it's gotta be, there's gotta be something that you do because the fact if no one wants to talk about you, it's different compared to what we've seen in the past. Right. Right. So, uh, that, that's going to be interesting to check. Um, yeah. but real quick. Yeah. You, Tell me, are you, which I found with like this scene when they're walking, how good are the landscape shots? Oh man, just, just absolutely incredible. I think anytime, like, like a lot of these Star Wars shows between Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, it's like, it's almost like they built one set and they reused it over and over again. Like here we are mm. on Tatooine again, it's just the desert, you know, same kind of architecture and everything. It's just so fresh to see a place like this in the Star Wars universe. Mm. Like, it's very, you know, it looks like something out of like, uh, you know, they, they might have shot in New Zealand and like Lord of the Rings or something. Like, it's it's really, it's a really cool area wherever they're at. I thought the same thing as in New Zealand, or it made me it made me think of um, the end of 
Force Awakens and The Last Jedi where Luke was. Ooh, okay. Like with all, you know, just that yeah. landscapes. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's not like an island thing, but just the fact I was just looking at it going, I'm more amazed at the location they've picked because you're right. We're used to seeing those big um, multi purposeful sets mm-hmm. that they've used for Obi Wan, they've used for Mandalorian, which, funny enough, they only had one, but now they've got, I think, three. But we're so used to seeing that. So that when we see a landscape, something like this, we're just like, whoa. Yeah. They went all out for the show, man. Like yeah. 12 episodes, new locations. Uh, now all they need is an alien. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all budget on landscape, no budget on aliens. Mm. Yeah, no no makeup. Uh, so. no, no, no makeup. Um, so this is where we um, we come back to Luthen here, and this is where he's dressing up. You know, he's putting his his swagger on, you know, he's putting the gold change. He's got the robe, the wig. Um, I was really confused at first. I was like, which is the fake character, right? Cause he's obviously playing two different roles here. And I was like, this is interesting. I thought same thing. I thought, uh, I'm like, what are you like? Are you going to your, you know, like your real job? Is it like, is this what you're actually, cause it said he's going to Coruscant. And um, another thing is he, he uh, I'm pretty sure his accent changed as well. Yes, yes. He's very, yeah, he's got that, like, gr- like gritty voice. And then, uh, yeah, he's more like, a, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my best. <laughs> that was my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, no, it was interesting how how differently he dressed, like, from being, oh, you know, a dark slum, no one's going to notice me, to someone in power. Right. Yeah, he went from, like, Han Solo to Chancellor Palpatine real quick. So... <laughs> Yeah, just straight like, away. Um, yeah, but it adds a lot of layers to this character, and, and again, I'm excited to find out more. That's that's the thing is like, I, has he been based at Coruscant the whole time? Because you would have seen everything from Coruscant, uh, so that makes me like, did he like, did he have a job with the Jedi, and then he's got, he, you know, he had to find somewhere else, so he took up doing this museum. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, We'll get to that in a second, but I want to talk because it kind of cuts back and forth. I might even have my notes mixed up, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go back. We're gonna we're gonna meet the team here, and uh, I kind of alluded to like some other like celebrities in here. I don't know if you've watched into uh, that into the fucking world on Netflix, but the lead mm-hmm. male he plays like the younger, skinnier guy in the group. Um, he's really great in that. So excited to see his face here. Um, yeah. And then there's the the other guy, the older white guy in the group. He is from the bear, which I haven't seen that yet, but that's new. And I guess that was a big deal that he was here. Everyone raves about that. Everyone should watch the bear. What, what are we doing? We got to get on it. (laughs) Uh, so yeah. Uh, but again, it's like, nobody's happy to see him or like, uh, they're just immediately opposed to this. Uh, they're really, really making this, really forcing this, trying to make this happen. Yeah, and no, and the fact that it's only three days out from their mission, so they're really, and that I don't think any of them actually. Yeah, none of them know about Luthen. They all yeah. think it's just her that's organized this. Yeah, and she just comes in. She's like, uh, "Yep, this is my idea. We're doing this. I didn't know if he was going to show up, so I didn't tell you." And they're like, "What the mm. hell?" <laughs> so, yeah, here's the seventh uh, man. 
So, and then we got, so I guess next year we'll go to, um, we'll go back to Blevin, who he, we, we see Karn again from the last episode. He like, he's given them like a real beating. He is not happy with what they did. Uh, I pulled the sound clip. Uh, I really like this. I'm going to play this like when Tommy oh, awesome. does something dumb. Let's, let's, let's hear this. It took the combined ingredients of idiocy ineptitude and total disengagement for this farce to have reached the full apex of incredulous disaster <laughs> it's just like a long way to say you fucked up <laughs> yeah hundred, yeah you <laughs> fucked up yeah and it, i was it was uh, i just liked the boss i had nothing to do with this what, yeah. what am i here he's like exactly <laughs> yeah you should you uh, should have had everything to do with stopping it so yeah but uh, the the guy says nothing. He I look back. He only says one word in enti- the entire episode he's in this episode, and all he does is say hi to his mum. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and she just slaps him. So what's the backstory here? Why is she upset with him? I I, I guess because he lost his job. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna say he lost his job, and because of the fact they weren't imperial, they're almost like hired security. Right. And I think because, and obviously that's their job. I think that's flooded to the, you know, to the, to the community. The fact that he led this, he effed up, you know, and just like a shame to the family. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's really weird though. Like he was set up to be such an important role and now he's like, he doesn't have a job. He's living with his mother. It's like, how are they going to bring this guy back into the story? And I think it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think so too, and I don't think his character's done. I feel he, he's only going to go two ways: either a, he's going to become sort of resentful and go on a and one manhunt against Andor um, to go kill him for ruining his life, or a complete flip. He feels betrayed by the Empire and he joins Andor at the end or something, or yeah, comes swooping in with a ship. Yeah, I said last week, I, I probably saw him, like, you know, staying with the Empire, but being more aggressive about it. Like, it seems like he has more reason to want revenge. But now he's fired, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he will be a rebel. We'll see. Mm. So, I don't think he's going to last long, though. <laughs> no, no, he's not great. <laughs> nah. Uh, okay, we'll go back to Luthen here. And, and kind of like you set up, he is, like, an antique dealer, I guess. Like, he's got, like, mm. artifacts and uh there's a lot of interesting stuff in here i don't i don't know like i'm there's about a hundred youtube videos kind of like breaking down all the stuff in here but um was there anything that stood out to you that was kind of in the background of the shop the i think you're gonna say the same thing but yes there was one particular thing that stood out to me as soon as i noticed it i was like oh, i'm like that was probably just a tease and we won't see anything but it was still good in the background the suit of armor uh star star killer star mm, killer's yeah. mask from star yeah. wars unleashed and i was like oh, yeah probably just a massive cock tease yeah yeah uh it's really hard to make that story make sense in the canon so uh yeah. but yeah that was cool to see i'll set up some other ones here uh there was best car armor like mandalorian type armor we saw um there was a dagger that looked like from the mortis arc uh in clone wars there was a Gungdan shield. Um, oh. Yeah. And then the, the biggest one for me, which was really interesting, there were like these stone tablets that like, uh, you know, the other person working there was like using 
to distract the driver. So yeah. like, well, let's check this out. Um, but I didn't even put this together. I saw somebody else point it out. Um, but um, the carvings on this rock, they look very reminiscent of the skill tree and fallen order you know when you when you go to upgrade your skills he kind of like meditates on the stone and it's like this circular yeah. it looks a lot like that so i don't know really oh, yeah. i cannot wait for fallen order 2 i cannot yes <laughs> i'm so excited for that yeah but yeah. i don't know i didn't notice that yeah it's is it i mean it could be nothing but it just you know it looks like it so who knows yeah and they've um, just thrown every you know Here's a little tidbit of this. Here's a little tidbit of this. Well, it's just as a you know an Easter egg that you never. It's never going to come up again. Right. So, but, but did you see how Luthen's carrying himself? Yeah. He's, he's so like as you said, he's so happy. He's introducing himself. Um, the slight change, the accent, mm-hmm. and we get introduced to um, Mon Mothma. Yes. yes, and that is the third time that the actress has played that character. Yes, and she's been all of like. Mon Mothma is not a huge character in the original trilogy, but like they've no. really embraced her in you know Rogue One, even in Rebels here. Yeah. So Mon Mothma is a big deal now. So yeah, she isn't. Yeah, she's just the one that just tells everyone the fact that many Bothans died to bring us this message. Yeah, exactly. Like that's <laughs> that's the only thing I remember from her character was like, oh, the only second woman in the entire universe in the entire Star Wars universe. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly. So I've really, uh, I I think she's really cool. I think it's really fascinating that we have like, um, she's, she's an Imperial Senator uh, of some Mm. sort. She's very much uh, integrated into the empire. And, uh, but no, she is like, she's also like, she's starting the rebellion here, right? She's talking, Mm. obviously they go to the back and um, she is like, She's basically hired Luthen to do all the things that he's doing. So the team on that planet, you know, that's basically comes from her. So it's very interesting. Um, She does mention kind of a weird thing she drops here. She says, I found another person we can bring into the circle. I was like, yeah, I, yeah. When she said that, I was like, I wonder, I wonder if that will come up or that's just meant to allude to a main character um, to who it might be, but, um you never know and and it's interesting like you can really feel especially with her i'd say you can really feel the tensity the fact that your driver keeps changing the security keeps changing you know everyone keeps job swapping Mm -hmm. so you never know who's coming to the door you don't know who who is with you who's against you like that'd be such an like unsettling feeling yeah and she's like She's super paranoid and you can like see it like, like, like you're mentioning, you can see it. She's explaining like, this is getting real. This is getting dangerous. And I might be in it over my head, which is like a very interesting turn for her character. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes for Mon Mothma. Yeah. Um, So uh, another thing we learned about her, well, you know, she, okay. She buys a present. Um, She's going to go take it to her husband. Um, So yeah, we find out she's married. This guy's, kind of a douche right yeah he's a uh, dick. <laughs> uh he has like invited all of her political rivals to a dinner um so there's that yeah i'm i i thought i was like well you know what? i wouldn't want to be at a dinner table with all my rivals and she's and he's like oh i'll make sure they all sit at the fun end of the table you can sit at the other end i was like, it's like you're so mean. <laughs> yeah she just bought you a prison asshole yeah 
I get the vibes that he's probably not aware of the stuff that she has going on. Like he's probably yeah. more of um, an empire sympathizer while she's the opposite. So I feel like there's already like a rift here somewhere. So yeah, we'll see where this goes. I, I think really, obviously, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, obviously he doesn't uh, continue on because we don't see him anywhere else. Exactly. So, and that's the thing about a lot of these characters here, you know, the team that Andor joins, even Luthen, uh, basically all these characters, it's like, this is going to be like Rogue One. I think all these people are dead by the end of this. <laughs> I, I fully agree with you. That's that's funny. When I first saw Rogue One, I was like, yeah, halfway through, I thought to myself, they all die. No yeah. one survives this because you hear nothing. E either there's a Rogue One 2 or they're all dead. Like, there's no yeah. way to... <laughs> yeah, well, Rogue, Rogue One 2, would you, if you scorch Earth? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> nothing left of them. Um, yeah. But you're right. Like, with all these characters, you're, like, you're, you're all basically expendable. Yeah. Uh, so... We'll go to we'll go back to the camp here. This is where a new guy shows up. His name is Gorn. He is obviously you know he's in with the Empire. He's got the Empire like officer uniform on. Mm. Um, but yet again, this guy's also not happy that Andor's here. So no, who's he? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but what I really liked here, they have like um, they have like this diorama that this guy built where he is yeah. kind of like explaining the plan very well done here like it's almost like that's a talent right there to like build this whole like castle thing i know and like you got so detailed for a mission like well you don't know how long they've been working on it but i thought that's really cool that you've done it like that instead of you know when someone just goes oh here's in the sand and in the dirt this is what we're gonna do here's a rock yeah yeah i mean it would have been a lot easier to stick in sand or stick in dirt you know he really went out of the way for like <laughs> oh, a quick I conversation <laughs> Uh, and then the other thing is, like, you know, if, if they get discovered by the Empire, they walk in that tent, you know, their whole plan is right yeah. there. Oh, well, yeah, nice model there. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, not a good look. Um, uh, but no, but no one's in, no one wants to help Andor either. Like, even the, the medic, she reluctantly helps him. Yeah, she's not going to give us, she's like, we're low on meds, so this is all you're getting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they go through the plan here. You know, Andor is going to be the pilot, and he's like, "We're not going to be able to pull this off. There's there's too much going on. There's Tie Fighters." But they explain they explain this concept here: the Eye of Eldani, which apparently it sounds like something like maybe like similar to like the Northern Lights, um, yeah. or like you know, just kind of like a something that's kind of rare that people will go to see. But it, it's like a meteor shower, and there's like thousands of meters or something but everyone's gonna come there and that's their distraction yeah i i, I thought that was the boy the best part of the entire mission it's not just gonna be like a normal heist one actually there's more to it of their escape go instead of you know we're just getting a ship and gonna go hyperdrive like we have to go through this and see these northern lights kind of style i love how the young dude tries to explain it that no one gave a shit <laughs> yeah um uh, so no this is very, I'm, I'm i'm curious like if we're actually gonna get to see what that looks like in the next episode i think that will be yeah it could be like a really cool visual spectacle for the for us as well so, yeah I, which um but Dis disney yeah. money is gonna look good yeah 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 um and it's star wars disney money too like you know yeah. even 
you know, Marvel stuff sometimes is like, ah, you know, you really held back on that graphic. But, uh, you know, Star Wars doesn't, they don't check around. No. So, but that is basically the end of the episode here. Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, no, no, nothing I can tell. Like you, yeah, you mentioned the fact that obviously uh, the security guys all get fired with Luthen. Um, and this episode goes for 50 minutes. I think that's the longest yeah. episode so far. Um, I was, even when it ended, I thought, oh, I didn't really round, like round it off. I feel like that kind of just like, you know, let's go. And then again, we turn into another heist Star Wars and well, Star Wars mission, which even the mission they sound like they're going to do is going to, is very much a suicide mission uh that they're going to try and do with this dam i did like how they talked about the culture leading into the northern lights like why it makes it so special what you know why do people gather it and again you find out the fact that you know this planet was very thriving like what we found in obi-wan kenobi when uh they're going through the farm planet the fact this was thriving there was farmers everywhere there was villages everywhere but because the Empire, they've drove them all away, really pushing the fact of how much the Empire has just, you know, crushed, uh, really, like, imposed all across. Because, again, obviously, you don't see that in the original trilogy. You almost don't see that much in um, the sequel trilogy either. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll say this. When it comes to this show, they have made the Empire truly scary, um, I, I think that's an like underrated part of the show, like because obviously you know, uh, and, and a lot of other series, you know, you just see stormtroopers immediately, but they're kind of hiding that, all right? They use these security yeah. guards instead of stormtroopers, you know. And then when we do, it's episode four, we finally are diving into the Empire a little bit. Yeah, we haven't and, seen uh, one stormtrooper. Yeah, we haven't seen a stormtrooper, and like with like we talked about with Mon Mothma, she's even freaking out. Um, and then we see the security bureau. It's like, yeah. these, they actually seem like a genuine threat. And it's, I think they're really capturing like how much these people actually fear the empire. Yeah. Which you're really feeling with the show. So I'm at the, when this show got first announced, I instantly thought, what for? What, who's, who put their hand up and said, I want a star Wars rogue one prequel to a whole bunch of characters. They're going to die. But Four episodes in, I'm like, all right, I was wrong. Like, I want to know. All right, because I know they've mentioned the fact that this is 12 episodes long. We're getting 12 episodes for season two, and season two will end at the beginning of Rogue One. So my biggest, another question, really, are we going to see the his robot friend? See? K2SO. Uh, that's it, yeah. Yes. Is he going to uh, make an appearance? I believe, if it's not confirmed, it's heavily rumored that, we're gonna we're gonna see him. There's no way we don't see him. So uh, he was yeah. the best character in Rogue One for me, at least. So <laughs> he was like, oh, "What are you doing with these? Where are you taking these prisoners? Ah, uh, these prisoners I'm taking to prison." Yeah. And then it's him. My favorite line in Rogue One is always with the uh, the blind dude when he gets bagged, and he's just like, "Why are you bagging me? I'm blind." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good my favorite one and it was like the perfect introduction to k2so is uh 
I can't remember who throws it. Was it Andor or Jenner? So I don't remember. He throws someone on the ground and he goes, Congratulations, you're being rescued. That's like, <laughs> right. He throws it to the ground like, You're being rescued. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I We're to we're totally getting him. Yeah. We we better. But you know, yeah. even with this episode, even the fact that it wasn't obviously as action packed as the last episode, it's still at the end of it to me. I'm still got my curiosity. It's still very high. You know, I still can't wait for the next episode. You know, it's keeping to me, it kept the momentum and it definitely kept with your curiosity. You know, there was so much, like, as you said, there was so much tidbits here and there and you don't know because it, it's kind of still kind of that like gray area of star Wars. We kind of don't know who's going to appear. So we don't know what's just, just a throwaway line, or we're going to see something legit. All right, Lee, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot here. You're, you're gonna have to plant your flag. Do you have any predictions for the show? Whether it be a cameo, how it's gonna end, um, where do you see oh, and, this going? I know we all know how it's going to end. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, not well. <laughs> not not well for them. Yeah. Um, so obviously, it's gonna obviously. I think I think they'll get through this mission. I think there will be obviously another mission at the end. I feel like it's going to be somewhere empire empire ish to the point where it's very close to maybe a main event in the Star yeah. Wars timeline. Um, he, he, they might go back to Scarif, you know, for because there was you know they could go to that, but I feel like they're going. to this won't be the last heist. There's going to be another heist at the end going on. Um, obviously, we know these characters can't die because we know they obviously appear in Rogue One. But I do think his lady friend from the first three episodes, uh, yes. I have no doubt she will appear back. He'll have to go collect her to build another. I think he'll. this team will get like killed half, so he'll have to make a new team. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, there are a lot of characters that we built up in those first three episodes. And it's like, what, you want expect me to think that they're done now? You know, B2 Emo, the droid, his, his stepmom or his adopted mother, um, his girl. Like, there's there's all, like, too many threads. They're going to be back. No, that's exactly right. And cameos, oh, well, we're still going to get, um, I forgot his name. I, it, it escapes me. I forgot. He was um, in Rogue One. So Saul, Saul, Saul Guerrero, yeah, yeah, he's gonna appear at one point. So I predict he'll he'll be in the later episodes leading up to whatever the big mission is. Mm -hmm. um, the cameos wise, obviously, I don't think we'll get a major cameo for anyone major. I could see them doing maybe a flyby Han Solo cameo. Like yeah, just bring back a, what's his name? Uh, Alden. Alden Itchrich or something. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. You did better than I would have. <laughs> I know. Do it. Try to read some of these names out. For, yeah, that's like a uh, Star Wars name, actually. Like, uh, <laughs> like his yeah, actual that's... name is a Star Wars name. No, that's not. Yeah, it's not Tom Smith or something. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'd say yeah, Han Solo would maybe a small cameo to bid Dick for, but anyone else, I can't see. I can't see appearing. Yeah, we did a cameo draft uh, last episode where we tried to predict and we did like wild choices. Like it's probably not going to happen, but uh, it was like uh, Mace Windu, Jar Jar Binks, 
uh boss you know just like ridiculous yeah. choices so yeah. um yeah we'll binks. i think jar jar binks is overdue yeah i think he's overdue to make a cameo because he hasn't who's gonna like i realize you know a lot of people don't like jar jar uh but i think people have kind of come around i don't think anybody would be upset to see him back would you no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either, because I feel like there'd be, there's been so much so much time depending on him when he appears. So he probably won't be as annoying. Yeah. Um, but you know, hopefully, if he does make an appearance, Star Wars fans don't attack him like they attacked him in the original trilogy. Sorry, sequel trilogy. But I think there's people curiosity in what he's been up to, because there's been no mention of him. I can't think of one mention after Episode Three. So we had um, Devin on for the first from the Earth uh, Earth Eight Nine Four podcast, yeah. and he mentioned I didn't know this, but in a book, it's mentioned kind of what he's up to. Apparently, he like befriends a child, and like he's almost like a jester. You know, he, his life is like dedicated to making ki- kids happy. So I don't know. Uh, I could I could see that too because he's yeah. I, he was not going to stay in politics. Nah, and that's the thing. There is so many books. There's so much lore about Star Wars, and that's why so many people got set up so upset by the fact that when Star Wars Disney bought Star Wars, they're like, none of it matters. It is not the expanded universe is done. Because so is so much rich history in comics and books and games on Star Wars for any character, even the most minute detail of a character there is so much lore about them yep and that it's star wars universe is crazy man so yeah um, lee i want to thank you so much for doing this with me this was a blast to go through uh, all of this no. with you we had so much fun on your podcast uh so i was like i have to get this guy in here as soon as possible so thanks for doing it um but no, thanks, I w- man. yeah i want to give you the chance to tell people where they can find your podcast and anything else you're up to online uh, you can find me on you know, Spotify, Apple, all the major streaming services, Instagram, Lights Camera YouTube, Twitter, and I just tried LinkedIn if they try to dabble into that. No uh, way. That's wild. Uh, 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 <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Until I know. Maybe you blow up. Oh, fingers crossed. But I was like, well, there's another platform to try it on. Um, just, just keep going. And we, we released episodes every Tuesday morning um to go across but look man i really appreciate coming on to your show i have to get you back on mine you know we've got uh seven more episodes and or to go to so i'm sure there's plenty enough time to jump back and forth um but look anyone listening you do such a great job as i said on my episode your visuals your posting your tiktoks absolute props to you man um and just yeah just keep keep pushing along and same to you i said it uh the other day i I feel like and and to the audience as well like uh incredible podcast maybe i'm biased because everything you talk about is like stuff that i'm interested in so it's almost like you know it's almost like a podcast tailored for me exactly but you know the video games nerd culture movies it's it's all the good stuff so uh you do a great job as well um but yeah, man, we'll just keep doing this podcast thing. It's, it's going to take off eventually. So, yeah. So, 
Dude, your, yours is already ahead of mine, so I can only catch up to you. I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, maybe, but, maybe by the end we'll be saying this. It took the combined ingredients of idiocy, ineptitude, and total disengagement for this farce to have reached the full apex of incredulous disaster. I just had an excuse to play that again. But... No, I'll hold you to that. We'll both <laughs> say it. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, man. Well, uh, anything else? Do we have to talk about anything? What else is going on? Uh, well, it's what's your favorite TV show right now? Right now, right now is with everything going on, uh, for me being a massive Marvel fan, is She Hulk, gotcha. but something bit of new and fresh is Star Wars Andor. Um, and I was just writing down my notes before, uh, and I just thought, holy shit, we're. I only got two more episodes of She-Hulk. Like it's already come to the end of that. And it just, it feels so real. Cause like, as I said to you, we're in October now. Yep. Yep. So, you know, and we're done Black- with Marvel for a long time after this. Like not, I, I think the next thing we'll get is Black Panther, but we're not going to get another series this year. I don't think. No, uh, no. The only thing we're getting is the special. Oh yeah. Uh, Ga- That's next Gans week. The special. Oh wait. Uh, I thought you were talking about uh, Werewolf by Night or whatever. But oh no, that's right. Guardians of the Galaxy as well. So yeah, I keep. Where's the trailer bit... for that? Nah, well, we don't even have. There was nothing mentioned at D twenty three. There was nothing mentioned at Comic Con about it. Oh, there was just a comment that Kevin Feige said that it's still. Oh, so James Gunn said it's still coming, um, and it's still meant to happen this year. But you're right. After the next two weeks, no Marvel until. Uh, December. Uh, Actually, here's a good question for you, uh, which I post on my Instagram, is Avatar 2 versus Black Panther. What do you think would it be the box office king? That's a really tough matchup. Um, And it's tough to predict because Avatar was so huge at the time. But I I still love Avatar, by the way. I, I, I really treasure that first movie. And I say that now, and people like mock me. They're like, "Oh, Avatar is stupid." I'm like, "What? What? Why does everyone hate Avatar now?" Uh, I, you know, I know there's people listening to this podcast right now that hate <laughs> me for liking Avatar. So um, you know who you are out there. But um, I don't know. It's it's just hard to predict if we can revitalize that love that people had for the first movie. And I think that's going to be the key. My gut is, and I voted on your TikTok. I said Avatar. Um, but you just—it's so. This is a really hard one to predict. I yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I can't think. I one of the best comments I saw was which I I could see happening. I want Black Panther to be the box office king because I feel like the hype for Avatar two is just. I feel like it's going to be a good movie, but I think it deserves all the hype it does get. Um, but I think uh, the comment I saw was. Avatar 2 will make more money than Black Panther, but critics and general response is that Black Panther 2 will be the better film on paper. I'm going to I'm going to be bold here. I'm really nervous about Black Panther. They had a lot of really? issues in production. Um even with the cast, there were people that weren't willing to cooperate. Um and it almost seems like they had to change a lot of the stories, so I'm nervous about it, man. I hope, I pray, I pray it's good because we're getting, there's so many characters in this. We're getting Namor. We're getting Ironheart. We're getting. He's a mutant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's confirmed he's a mutant. It could be so good, but I'm, I'm really cautiously optimistic. 
Yeah, I, I'm a little bit too as well. But, but another positive thing is that, thank fuck, this movie is going to be two hours and 40 minutes. It's not going to be two hours. Like, we're going to actually get a good length film. Yeah, and with all the stuff in this movie, you, ha- you have to. You have to make it a long movie, so I- I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah, you can't. You, you're going to have to try and handle both. Explain why Chadwick Boseman is passing the MCU. Bring on a new uh, Panther and also bring on these Atlanteans. Well, actually, no, sorry. Yeah, Atlanteans. And where have they been the whole time in the MCU and why they're appearing now um, into the into all of this and again lead into the mcu moving forward um and i i'm really excited for it i'm a lot more excited for it than black adam that's coming out <laughs> you yeah. know i'm very I, I want you know i always root for the dc movies to do well but i almost never have faith so <laughs> we'll see you and three quarters of the entire fan base yeah, especially yeah. after what happened with warner brothers and the dc discovery that's like Oh, you know, that's a great Batgirl movie. No. Oh, you wanted uh, Shazam 2? Yeah, push. Flash, push. Um, And just cutting out more. But, uh, like, uh, what's the next? Is Black Panther your next movie that you're excited for? Or or you're like, no, like, next up, I'm just more excited for Ant-Man 3 because we get Kang. Yeah. I guess we're going to play it by ear. Um, it, it's kind of hard to say, but I'm trying to think of like, which one like really excites me at this point. And I don't, I don't know. Cause you know, honestly, yeah. I didn't like the first two Ant-Man movies. Um, I'm a little bit lower on the first Black Panther than a lot of people. So like it, it you know, it time will tell. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, um, it, it always seems to be the things that I'm not excited for. I love the most. So yeah. uh, if, if they can prove me wrong, I'm all for it and I'm happy for it. So, uh, well, well, I don't know if you saw it, but did you see the bloody photo of Ant-Man that got leaked um, yes. online? Yes. He looks like he's been, I haven't seen, he has been that bloody in all the movies. He looks like he's been beaten ridiculously. Yeah. And and just saying, like, if, you, if you've watched that leaked trailer out there, Tommy, turn the podcast off. I'm going to talk about it. Um, seeing, Ke- like, I, it might be Ant-Man for me. I think that's the one I'm most, most excited for because Kang. I, I love Kang. I love him in the comic books. I love uh, the actor portraying him. I think he's a really incredible villain. I think it's really taking a big step forward for the future of the MCU and he's just freaking scary, man. In that trailer, uh, what is it? Ant-Man says, uh, I'm an Avenger. Because you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? Like, what a creepy thing to say. <laughs> I know, like, that's just, this. even though you say Avenger, it means nothing to him. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the thing is, I think a lot of people got to remember, this isn't the same Kang we're seeing in Loki. Yeah. You know, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Majors, he's, it's a different Kang. So I've had ar- yeah, I've had arguments with I've I've had arguments with people that were like, oh, I didn't like him in Loki. He wasn't scary enough. I'm like, that's the that's the thing. You don't know if you don't think he's scary. Wait till you meet the other guy. So, well, and the thing is, he said that too. He says it yeah. in the ep- he says it in the episode. He's like, if you you know you're not gonna you're not gonna like the other me's. Yeah. Um. So, and I think that's imagine 
imagine getting a character, we get to play a character where you almost get to play it different every single time an appearance. That's cool. You know? um, That's cool. So I'm really curious to see. And the thing is, Kang might die in Ant-Man 3. Yeah. But there's still another one coming. There's still more coming. That's the thing, man. It's it's kind of like, you know, the start of Endgame where they just kill Thanos in the first 15 minutes. It doesn't they he can come back. Don't worry about that. That is not a problem for Kang. So yeah. he, he could look- he could die in Loki season two, he could die in Ant-Man, he could die in Secret Wars, and he'll still be back for the the the, the last Avengers that we have announced. <laughs> so. That's right, right. Which that's and the fact that I, I just can't get over myself excitement that it's in the same year. That's in the same year we're getting two major Avengers movies. Yes, it's so far away, but I think it's Feb or March we get um, Kang Dynasty, and it's like November we get uh, Secret Wars. I'm like, those are going to be such a grueling seven months between. Like that, obviously, that's less than Endgame and Infinity War, but you know, anything which I say on my podcast is anything. You got to remember, Secret Wars, anything is on the table. You cannot yep. count anything out as proven this week with Hugh Jackman returning. Yep, yep. So a lot of cool stuff coming around the corner. Uh, Lee, thanks again so much for doing this. Uh, just such a blast having you here. And we'll, we'll definitely be podcasting again soon. So, um, but I, I am going to, yeah, no problem, man. And uh, I'm going to close this out here. Uh, I'd like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. Uh, also, Do it, please subscribe. Yes, that'd be great. We got a one-star review uh, recently, Lee. So uh, we got to balance that out, guys. And here's the thing. If you think that I say this, I've said this almost every week. If you think this is a one-star podcast, give us that review. But write something in the little box. Let us know what we can do better. The one-star and no comment, that doesn't help. No, actually <laughs> write why. Any, yeah. Anything. Yeah, Not just so. go, mm, one-star. Audio sucks. Host is annoying. I get it. You know, just let me know. <laughs> um, but uh, also, please subscribe because we're going to be every single week. We actually twice a week now. We got She Hulk going on. We got Andor. And next week, we have Werewolf by Night. That's going to be three podcasts for us in a week. And if you subscribe, you're going to get yeah. those things dropped right to your phone. Um, also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Star Wars Pod and check the show notes for our merch. Also, we have a little Discord community going on. So if that's something you're interested in, you can message us. I need to jump on you. that. I will hit you with a link, Lee. Would love to have you in there. Uh, But that is all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you, guys.